Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's Word will impact your everyday life. Today we are going to talk about Jesus, the person of Christ. You know, it's very, it's very, it's very easy to think we know Jesus, eh? Until, until one day when, when someone just catches you off and, and they're like, who is Jesus, by the way? And you have to just explain there and then. And you find, okay, I need to go do some more studies. So it's very, it's very, it's very good that once in a while we talk about the basics, you know? The basics, the core of our faith. Jesus is. And today we will talk about the person of Christ. And as we begin that, I would like us to read Deuteronomy 6.4. Deuteronomy 6.4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Okay? Before we 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 jump into the person of Jesus. It's it's very important to understand that that Jesus is part of you know something beautiful called the Trinity. Our God. When I when I'm talking about God, I'm talking about the Christian God. Eh? Yeah, the God that we worship. So God is one. So when you hear about God the Father, and then you hear Jesus, and then you hear Holy Spirit. At times it can be tricky, but I want us to look at it briefly as we go talk about the person of Jesus Christ. So, the verse that we have just read, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So, God is one. We don't have three gods, okay? We don't have, you know, like there's no... Like God the Father is not God and then another God and then another God. God is one. All right. So, the God that we serve exists in, in three persons. Yani, God, God, G-O-D, God, our God, Yahweh, okay? God is one is one in essence, in being, in being. Like there is only one God, God as God, essence, being. What, what makes God, God? All the attributes that make God, God, it's only one that has all those attributes, and that is God. Are we going, to, are we, are we going to, uh, together? Well, so all the attributes that make God, God, only abide in one, and that is God, period. God is one. But this God is in three persons. So this God who is one, God is one, and yet three in persons. That's a mystery, but that is what makes God God. So God is one, but God is Three in person. So in being, God is one. In the essence of God, God is one. Okay? But this God is three in persons. 
That's why we have the first person of the Trinity is God the Father. Okay? The second person of the Trinity, God the Son. The third person of the Trinity, God the Holy Spirit. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. Now, these persons are distinct. It's not like they are not mixed up in one thing. One God existing in three distinct persons. Distinct. Like, like Jesus is not the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is not God the Father. But Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, God. Do we remember our maths, you know, when we were studying about the cells? Was it cells? The sets, yeah? And there was that intersection point. Could you please have that? Now, this is the Trinity. So, God the Father is God. Okay? God the Father is God. God the Son is God. There is only one essence. There is only one being. The God being. Okay? But then God the Holy Spirit is God. Okay? But there are three distinct persons. Are we, are we together? Three distinct persons. But this one doesn't, doesn't mean that Jesus is lesser God because he's the second person. It doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit is lesser God because he's the third person. It's only a matter of their roles. Okay? It's just a matter of their roles. So Jesus and the Holy Spirit are, I should say, subordinates when it comes to roles to God the Father. Hallelujah. But God is, Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God the Father is, so we have one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We don't have three gods. Hallelujah. Okay. That is very important to put, you know. Okay. So these, um, we say that these three persons, each is fully God. There is no lesser, there is no more. Fully God, because God is one. Okay. So let's go to Genesis 1.26. Let's just, um, I will read up. I just want us to, to see the Trinity portrayed in the Bible, in the Old Testament. It says, let us make, let us. These are the three persons. This is not about God and then the, the angels. No, it's the persons of the Trinity. Let us make man. Okay? So God is one, but three. Genesis 3.22. Behold, after they had sinned, after they had eaten the fruit. Behold, the man has become like one of us. Okay? One of us. Who are these? This is God. Okay? The us is the three persons of the Trinity. Hallelujah. Okay? 
So in Psalms 110, verse, verse 1, David writes, The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord says to my, okay, the Lord says to my Lord. These are distinct persons, yet one God. Hallelujah. So God the Father and Jesus being talked about in this verse. The Lord says to my Lord, both capital letters, capital L. Okay? Three persons, but one God. Isaiah 63.10. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. They rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned himself against them as an enemy and he fought against them. The, the Holy Spirit here is a distinct person. Portrayed as a distinct person from God the Father. Okay? So... We have also seen the Holy Spirit as a distinct person of the Trinity. But then when you, when you look at Matthew 3, 16 to 17, let's, let's read that together. Oh, I'll, I'll read. Matthew 3, 16 to 17. Okay. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting a lightning upon him. And suddenly a, a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, the three persons are all here. We see Jesus, who is the second person of the Trinity. And then we see the Holy Spirit. And then we hear the voice of the Father, the first person of the Trinity. One God. One God. May the Holy Spirit help us understand. There are some things that we understand by believing, you know. Spiritually discerned, faith is really part of it. Okay, so may the Lord help us believe it and understand it. So the three persons are here, but it's one God. At some point when I was, when I was growing up, I used to think, it's like Jesus was talking to himself. Okay, I didn't understand the three persons being distinct, like separate, this one separate from the other and the other. So I was bothered by when okay when jesus was saying my father my father why have you i'm like okay so but but you are you are you and you are talking to yourself like yani i i never understood that but then when i came to know that there are three different persons and yet one god that one i'm like okay now at least and they and they just have a perfect there is perfect unity there's perfect love the, the authority, the way they just, like, there is no conflict. It's just perfect. And imagine Jesus says, 
that is his his wish for us that we that we could be one even as they are eh? there is perfect perfect unity hakuna mtu ambaye anataka more powers like no 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 things are just flowing and there is just unity and yeah so that's it so that is briefly just to know that when we talk about Jesus Christ he's the second person of the trinity so today we are going to look at the person of Christ but at, but at least we know where it comes from eh yeah because if i just came Christ others will be like okay yeah so this is another god and then we, we will talk about another another god and another god one god So as we have said Jesus Christ is the second person of the of the Trinity. He is the only begotten son of God. John 3:16 tells us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. Now, this doesn't mean that Jesus was created. Okay? When we read about Jesus being the only Like, okay it's it's not like he was once not there and then he was created or Christ was once not there and then okay there are, there are some who are like so did God give birth to you know like those no no that is not how it is this is their relationship it has eternally been that way he is the only begotten son of God so Jesus as a person of the trinity has always been there even as God the Father as the person of the Trinity has always for eternity because when you when you read John John 1:1 can you please have John 1:1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God now we are talking about two persons here talking about God the Father and God the Son so in the beginning was the word and the word was with god but this word was god okay let's let's go to the next verse he was in the beginning with god so there was no time that he was not okay so he was in the beginning with god and he was god okay with god and god let's keep going All things were made through him. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. So Jesus he is God. Okay? He has always been there. He was there with with God before anything existed. He was there. So but the but the beauty about jesus also comes i like the way the the second person of the trinity is special in a way i look at it because i look at jesus and he and he has two natures the same jesus has two dis- distinct natures which also are not mixed up he is fully god and he is fully man now these two natures it's not like they are mixed up like uh 
Let me tell you. Let me think. It's not like when you put sugar into tea. It's all, it's all mixed up and it just looks like water, but inside the... No. Here, it's like, it's like when you put sand into the water. The sand is there. Sand as sand. Human. Man. Sorry, okay? Man. The water is there. So, the two natures are distinct. They are not mixed up and then one, he just appears like a human and then, you know, no, 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 no. But then, existing in this one person. Now, that has to be God. That has to be God. And I think this is the, this is the, that's why we can relate to Jesus so well. He's fully man. He really understands us. He has been there. Fully man. And yet, fully God. Fully, fully God. So both, both ends, fully God. So he knows when it comes to like the God-God side, when the man side. So now this is the Jesus, okay? So he, so he is the second person of their trinity, and yet he has two natures that coexist. And they do not mix up each other and then conflict. No, 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 no. God, being God is just, you cannot understand that. You cannot, you cannot, I cannot figure it out. Me being this and that, it's, it really has to be God. So, we have seen the fully, fully God in John 1, 1, 1. So, I want us to go read Matthew 1. 18 to 20. 18 to 20. Matthew 1, 18 to 20. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now this is where the thing now begins. Eh? The mystery the miracle, I don't know how to call it, but it's just beyond our understanding. And it takes Holy Spirit to understand such. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the of the, of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So Joseph is not involved here. Joseph has not played part here. Okay? Are we going together? Joseph has not played part, but it is of the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's, um, should we go on? No, let's just stop there. So now we see that this, that this Jesus who is fully God, but there is another aspect which, which is now coming to our attention. He comes to be, to be born, I should say. 
But then he is conceived. Only that the earthly father is not taking part in the formation of this child or whatever fetus. So it is of God. And so I was thinking, it just came to my mind as I was reading this, and then I thought, Adam and Eve, they did not need a man and a woman for them to be born. Eh? There's a way they came, they were created, okay? And God looked and said, it is good. And if God says good, then it's good. Then it's holy. It doesn't have blemish, you know. It's good. In the sight of God, it's good. God, okay, they came and they, of course, messed up. So now, the movie has to replay. Okay? The movie has to replay. And this has to be a fair movie. It's a fair game, you know? So Jesus also is conceived. But this which, is, which was in Mary now, of the Holy Spirit, it's holy. Okay? It's holy. All right? And then Jesus, Anathaliwa. So Jesus walks as a man. All right? Fully man, fully God. But then the same thing that the same root that Adam and Eve passed and they could not and they could not stand okay and they did not keep the word of god they did not they could not obey god all the way jesus is taken to the same route he's tempted he's tempted it's not it's not easy he was tempted the same. No wonder he's the second Adam. He is tempted. And it's hard. It, it's not like it was so easy for him, you know, like because he's Jesus. And no, it was hard. Because he was fully man. It was hard. But the beauty about it is that Jesus stands that. And therefore... I want to skip something. Some, I want to skip to somewhere. I want us to skip to, let us read, let us read Romans 5, 18, 5, 18 to 19. It was, it was very necessary for Jesus to come as a man. It was very necessary for us. Because we know that God is just. Eh? And there was sin. Sin had to be punished. There was no way God will bend his, his, his own justice just for the sake of. So God gives a part of himself. The most precious part of himself, actually. I mean, God... And then Jesus comes, he takes on flesh. And then he passes through 
the whole journey, he suffers. He is tempted. And yet he stands strong. All for our sake. All for our sake. So let us read Romans 5, 18. Therefore, as through one, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. So the game has replayed, but for the good. Okay? For the good. So that by this one man's righteousness, by his obedience, that we should be made righteous. And this man that we are now talking about here is Jesus. Jesus, that we say that he has two natures, fully, fully God. And yet fully, fully man. So he felt the pain. He even cried, you know. Like he just felt it all. But still he stood. Because he got us in mind. Let us have First Corinthians 15, 45 to 49. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. We are talking of Adam, Adam, and Jesus, okay? However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterwards, the spiritual. There are two. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Remember Matthew? Child of the Holy Spirit. As, um, yeah, as was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of the, man of the dust, uh-huh, okay, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. So it is a game replay here. This one happened, and this is what it led us to. And now there is a second Adam. Now Christ comes. And then we are told that we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Are we not being changed into his image? Hmm? Are we not being changed into that image day to day? Even as we carry our crosses? Even as the Lord prunes and prunes and prunes things out of our lives? Are we not being changed into this? Into the image of this heavenly man? Heavenly man? Heavenly man. It had to be. Like, this is very heavenly man that we can relate. He's a man. 
and we shall have his image. Even John says, when we see him, we shall be exactly like him. So it was very necessary for him to come so that he could obey on our behalf, you know. We needed somebody. We needed a brother who could stand in our place and let the game replay. And then he says, I will obey all the way. I will stand all the way for the sake of the rest. All the way. So Christ... His man, his his nature as a man is very important to us. It's key to our salvation. He walked the road and still he fulfilled the law on our behalf. He didn't need to do that. I mean, God, he is not, he wasn't lacking anything, but for us, he did it. All right, so, but it is also, it is also very important to know about, about Christ, especially his, um, him, you know, taking a flesh, Christ Jesus, you know, the man Jesus, because he's the substitute sacrifice. When you know this, then you get to understand that he became the substitute sacrifice. The substitute, sacrifice. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. And therefore, death was inevitable. Like death had to be. God is just. Okay? So death had to be there. It doesn't matter who we, but death has to be there. And if it was man who sinned, death has to be on a man. And that's why angels didn't come to die for us. It's man. So, he he... He became man, and he took our place. He died. So it's very important knowing that because Christ is our substitute sacrifice. Can we read Hebrews 2, 14 to 15? Hebrews 2, 14 to 15. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh, uh, yeah, have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. So he had to take on flesh. Okay? That he could be able to destroy the devil. Because um, it was between the devil... And Adam and Eve, you, you know. So it is again between the devil and man. So man has to come in. Um, yeah, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. This place here, you know, imagine, release those who through fear of death. Death is a stronghold. Death, I mean, minus Jesus, who stands before death? And death was actually shocked, you know, seeing Jesus 
Jesus comes on earth, eh? And death, you know, these are sp uh, spirits, eh? Persons, but no bodies. So they are persons. And so death, I can just imagine death planning, you know what? Kill him. Kill him. And then, and they kill him. But then it's very amazing. This person who is killed comes down, but then he comes down in a way, Yani, we thought death was the end of you. But you come down, and you come down in power, and you come to fight me. This has never happened. First of all, I was shocked when you called Lazarus out, and now I am seeing you coming, and I'm like, I thought I had finished you. But then at the same time, death is messed up because with all that power, you have all that power over me. And yet, you don't, we shall read a certain portion there. And yet, you can control it. All that power is under control. When they spit on you, you just take it. I mean, who can, which kind of a man? And then death is shocked because this one comes thinking, ah, the game is over. Because that is how it was. Every person who had died, and that's it. But then only to know that the game had started. Ah, he comes here to fight me. He comes here. He releases the people. Who are you? Who are you? Fully man. That is what confused the, the devil. Fully man, and yet fully God. And I come. I can imagine. I can imagine because as I read the Bible, I see in the Old Testament, you will correct me, Pastor. In the Old Testament, I mean before Christ, all the dead went down. So I don't know which part, maybe they were partitions, eh? So before Christ, nobody ascended straight, you know, like away from the body together with the Lord. Uh -uh. It wasn't like that. You would go down. And now death has all these captives. And this one, who death thinks that he was triumphant over, comes in. And then he opens up and they come out. I can imagine the people like David. I can imagine the Isaiahs. I can imagine the people, yes. Isn't this the one? Because when they were prophesying about him, I highly believe some didn't even understand it. Perhaps. Because it was the spirit of God. It was not making sense. How can a virgin conceive? How? But then I just write because it's the spirit of God upon me. And I write. But now this one comes and then he says, come out, we go. Open, we go. Guys, isn't this the one? David. You know, like, yeah, th this is the one. Actually, this is the one. And death is like, de death is confused. Hell is confused. Because hell has to let go. And mm -hmm. so it does not end there. He tells, hand over. Hand over the keys. But who are you? I can imagine the face of Jesus, even in all that. I don't think if it was like, uh-uh. I can 
can imagine. I can imagine. Hand, hand over the key. Hand over the key. And you have no way out but to bow. Every knee bows. It was very necessary that Jesus came. Nobody stood over or above death. So he says he came to save those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Death was it all, but not now. Not now. Because for, for us now, death is our way home. And let me tell you, your life will not go because the keys are in the hands of Jesus. The keys are in the hands of Jesus. There will not be accident. Uh-uh. He has to let go. Daughter, come home. And I strongly believe. I strongly believe. Just, just like in the Old Testament, they knew. They saw it coming. Somewhere, somehow, they would call their kids and they would bless them. And they would say bye. It's in the hands of the master. It's in the hands of our friend now. It's in the hands of our father. You will just know it. You will sense it. You will put your things well. Jesus had to come. Jesus had to become man. All their lifetime in bondage. I can imagine the people who were demon possessed before the coming of Jesus. There was no name. Oh my God. There was no name given yet. And I mean then. At least now. For, for us now it's, it's not an issue because we have Jesus come out. They didn't have that. They would suffer. They would die. They were thrown into the fires. And there was no hope. But Jesus comes. The name above every other name given to Jesus. So, and actually the Bible says that God gave him Jesus. You know, God gave him the name Jesus. God gave Jesus the name Jesus. The name above every other name. And we can still call Jesus anytime, anyhow. Wakatu Nzetu, Yahweh. And they would put symbols for the name. Because how, how do you mention the holy name? Now we have the name above every, every other name. Jesus. Jesus had to come. Jesus had to come. Where would we be? Where would we be without Jesus? Where? Where? All their lifetime in bondage. Born in bondage, dead in bondage. But Jesus comes. And then let's have Hebrews 2, 17 to 18. Jesus had to come, had to be a man, to be a high priest. That he could well represent us. Knowing how we feel, knowing how it feels to be there when you're pressed down, when you want to give up and say, Father, if this cup, and there's a, mm, 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 I will go on. 
Jesus had to come and be man. Guys, Jesus is as real as real as real. He's a comforter. You need a personal relationship with him. He knows it. He, he understands even before you say it. There are things you can't even put to words. But you just go there and just be in that presence and and you just know he, and, and, and you just know or sense that he says, you know what, daughter? I feel you. It is well. Move on. Jesus had to come. A high priest. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. Isn't it wonderful? His brethren. Mm-hmm. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. How do you become merciful if you don't know how it feels? When you did not think about giving up at some point. How do you become merciful? And faithful. To be a merciful and faithful high priest. In things pertaining to God. To make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Guys, do not run away from Jesus. When things get rough, run to Jesus. Because he is the one who is able to aid you. Now, if you, if you run from the aid, where are you going to? Do not be ashamed of your failures. Run to him. Tell him, Jesus, I will come back until you make me that person. I will fall, I will rise, I will praise you. And, and even as I'm, as I'm falling, I will tell people I am born again. I am a believer. I will testify that for the sake of his name, he will remember me. For the sake of his name, oh my God, God, for the sake of his name, I am a child of God and I am, and I am in a mess and I am not ashamed to say he knows that I struggle. He knows it. When you're not taking it for, for whatever granted, he knows it. At times, it's a struggle. You have tried and you keep trying and it keeps, it's there. Do not run away. Do not run away. Do not give up. He knows it. He has been there. He is the only one who can aid you. He knows how you feel. The shame, the guilt, he knows how it feels. So you stick there. Do not be ashamed of your, I am born again, yes, and I am going to church. Even you, yes, I am. I am. And we, and, and, we, and we were there yesterday. Yes, I am going to church. Come with me. Don't care about people. You have to press on. You press on until you become. This image of Christ that we're being made into, it's a process. You can't allow to give up quickly. You can't allow to just give up because you just failed the first time, second time, and the third on the same thing. Rise up. Seven times, rise up and go. Hold a sister, hold a brother. Tell them, I keep on falling into this and this and this. Walk. Do whatever it takes to walk. He understands you. The, the second person of the Trinity understands because he's been there. He knows what it feels to be man, to be limited. He knows what it feels. He knows it. He knows it. 
we read that. So he's our high priest. And he is merciful. Okay? He is merciful because he feels it. And he's our mediator. First Timothy, as we wind up, first Timothy. Chapter 2, 5 to 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So the mediator is not, is not Mary. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible tells us the mediator is not Mary, is not the dead people called saints. They are dead people. Dead people. They are dead. Okay? So, Mary awaits their resurrection as well. Uh-huh. So, the mediator is... Okay? He intercedes for us. No. Guys, truth has to be told. Truth has to be told. This is what the Bible says. It's Jesus. You cry to Jesus. You tell him all that you feel, all your struggles. He intercedes for you. He's your advocate. The beauty about advocate is that you could be in fault, kabisa na umekosa. You are at the mercy of your advocate. I see people that walk free and I look at my husband and I'm like, I am a pastor. That, that guy... How do you defend that? At the mercy of your advocate. That's why the blood of Jesus speaks good. If the blood was speaking the reality. Oh, 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 oh. Nobody. But it speaks good. It speaks good. It speaks what it wants you to become. Prophesies over you. You're great. You're a wonderful lady. There is no weapon. Like, it speaks good. So we have an advocate, guys. We run to Jesus. Hallelujah. So, as we wind up, the last point. Can we have First, first Peter 2, 21 to 25? So Jesus had to come to show us the way, you know? We have our own ways of doing things, of living and what, and then Jesus comes and says, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh You come after me. Learn from me. Didn't he say that? He said, learn from me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, right? So let's have First Peter 2, 21, 25. So, for this, you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. So, it's now coming. Now, the steps are coming down. Who committed no sin, okay, nor was deceit found in his mouth. We are to imitate. This is the example Christ has set before us. This is Wokovu, Sasa. I receive, I receive, uh-uh. Here, this is Wokovu. The, I'm sorry, but there are believers in church who can lie. 
Yeah. They lie. Niko hapa. When you train yourself to to say the truth, it it will also shape you. Because you can't lie and you don't want to like how how do I tell him I am not yet out? So I have to make it quick and go out. Yes, I'm already out. I'm on the way. It also shapes you, by the way. Disciplines you. So who committed no sin? Nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. I was talking to... I was talking to someone I won't I won't mention. And this and this person, when we reached there, he said, Ha. If I was Jesus on that cross, <laughs> or when they were spitting on me. Angebana <laughs> Like chi. Eh, hey, okay, okay, okay. Yani una surrender. But this one, mm-hmm. how does it feel? He didn't even, like, he didn't even return. And he looked, he looked, he looked stupid. They mocked him. Can we get there? Can you get to that point when you are not always defending yourself? Like, no, 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 it's me. And I, no, no, no. Mm-mm. How, how will they think of me? I have to, sh- no, what does it matter? Does it matter? Do you know, I came to notice that most of the times we hinder faith because what if it doesn't happen? How will they think of me? We hinder the flow of the power of God. There is a person sick and it's, it's just you to lay your hands. But it's no longer about Jesus because it's now about you. What if it doesn't happen? And I hold back the power. Can it reach to a point where it's not about us? They will laugh at you. Yes, yeah, she comes here and, lay, and lays hands and nothing happens. We should get to a point. Imagine if you are God. And you could wrap all this, you know, the whole world like this. And still, you just hold it. God is so big. So powerful. But then Jesus has told us, because guys, we walk in power. We walk in the power of God. There are some of us who will use this power in a negative way. You will curse people and things will happen and you will give a testimony. Like when something happened, it is unfair. Umesha ingia prayers and you're cursing people in the office. Who are you? Who are you? You can't suffer? You can't suffer? Who are you not to suffer? Jesus suffered. Jesus suffered. And he didn't. But you're a little bit. No, this is my right. God. Uh-uh. 
amekupiga hapa turn another cheek you know the the gospel eh? he tells you when he slaps you turn there the other cheek amechukua shati mpe kote but who does that wakati we know that we have our rights maneno yanasemaje we come back to the bible but only to know it is about us really it is always selfish the selfish motive watani onaje how will they think about me kwamba i could i could not even stand up to that at times it's all about jesus actually all the times it's all about jesus it's all about him he made no threats nitakubana pumzi Jesus didn't do that. He made no threat of vengeance but kept entrusting himself to him who judges fairly. Now this one looks foolishness. This lower part, eh? You you look like a fool. But there are times when the when the Lord tells you keep it, leave it. Be led by the spirit. Be led by the spirit. Don't don't be a fool who doesn't who doesn't stand when they ought to stand because you all have to be sitting every time what is the spirit leading you to do there are times he will tell you stand and fight there are times he will tell you leave it keep quiet do not say a word you have to be led by the spirit for such are there sons we have to be led by the spirit and he is faithful he is faithful we 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 might miss like in the beginning missing hapa pale but eventually we will just understand how he leads you personally and it becomes a beautiful journey so we have looked at christ christ jesus the man christ jesus you know the man eh? that's beautiful when he's the man it feels yeah a brethren So he's he's been there. He's been there. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.